Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of University of Texas football and basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Longhorns on YouTube for exclusive content and to put a face behind the voice of your favorite podcast. Make sure you like us, rate us, review us, give us five stars. Anything less than that, I have to believe you're not listening hard enough. Longhorn Nation, we made it to Friday, and I have a great show for you today. Longhorns Wire ranked the offenses in the Big 12 from worst to first. I'll tell you where each team stacks up on that list. Next, Texas goes into a hostile environment at West Virginia tomorrow. The Texas men's basketball team, I'll preview that game. Plus, I give you an update on your favorite baseball team, the number one baseball team in the country, your Texas Longhorns. But without further ado, y'all know how we do it on this podcast, Longhorn Nation. Let's get into it. So once again, Longhorns Wire ranked the offenses in the Big 12 from worst to first. And when you think Big 12 football, it's always been synonymous with, with the high-flying offenses and, and kind of defense or lack thereof, right? You always think of the offenses in the Big 12. Last year, we saw, you know, some defenses in the Big 12 that were some of the best in the country. We looked at like Baylor and, and Oklahoma State. Um, but I think coming into this year, there's offenses that have a lot to look out for and, and a lot to watch out for. So coming in at number 10 on the list, uh, this is an acquired rivalry. They shouldn't be a rival. This is a team we should beat every year. Uh, but because of the result of the game last year, uh, this is a, a game that every Longhorns fan has circled on their schedule. The Kansas Jayhawks come in at number 10. And for, you know, my newcomers who, who may be thinking like number 10, Big 12. Yes, we are called the Big 12 with, with 10 teams. So this is not a glitch. This is not a this is not me misspeaking. <laughs> there is 10 teams and Kansas comes in at number 10. Um, ranked to have the, the bottom offense in the Big 12. Now, Jalen Daniels, quarterback, he made strides towards the end of the year. Uh, we saw what he was able to do against Texas with 247 total yards and four touchdowns. Also, Devin Neal, who was a freshman last year, coming into his sophomore year at running back, had 700 yards and eight touchdowns last year. Four of those touchdowns coming against Texas in that 57-56 to 56 win. So outside of those two players, you really don't have much to account for on that Kansas offense. And that's why they come in at number 10 on this list. And hopefully, you know, the Longhorns are able to contain, um, you know, those two players uh, this time around a little bit better than they did last season. Coming in at number nine on this list, an offense that is poised to take a huge step back, the Iowa State Cyclones. So you have players like Reese Hall, um, quarterback Brock Purdy, tight end Charlie Kolar, who have meant so much to that program, not only statistically production-wise on the field, but really just, you know, helping setting that culture for Iowa State Cyclones football, all leaving at the same time. They leave a huge void. I look for Hunter Deckers to come in. He's probably going to be likely the starter. Um, but once again, there's just a lot to replace production-wise on the field and then culture-wise. Um, those players meant so much to that program. So Iowa State likely takes a step back. No surprise to see them at the bottom. Number nine on that list in offenses ranked in the Big 12 coming into the 20. 22 season number eight on the list is West Virginia now they picked up um, a new offensive coordinator in Graham Harrell he needs no introduction to the Texas fans of course he played quarterback at Texas Tech uh, through the infamous pass to Michael Crabtree 
that ultimately kept Texas out of the national championship game that year. Um, so he comes in uh, as the offensive coordinator for West Virginia. So they definitely will have more of a spread passing attack. They'll be more explosive on offense. Um, not a lot of playmakers to write home about on that West Virginia offense. But when you have an offensive coordinator like Graham Harrell, who brings kind of that spread air raid type offense um, to West Virginia, uh, they're going to definitely spread defenses out and um, look for them to be a lot more explosive than they were last year on the offensive end. So at number seven, coming in Kansas State, and they have one of the best, uh, really just most electric playmakers in the country in Deuce Vaughn. So last year he had 1,872 yards from scrimmage and 22 touchdowns. He comes in at 5'6", but, you know, he plays, you know, his stature, his, his, his play uh, is way bigger than his actual stature. So, um, you know, he's going to be a nightmare for, for defenses all across the Big 12 and whoever they play out of conference. Definitely um, Deuce Vaughn, one of the best returning players in the country. The difference between, you know, Texas and, and Kansas State is when you have a player like Bijan Robinson, you have to focus on him and, and then at the risk of letting everybody else go off. You know, Kansas State, you know, kind of starts and ends uh, with Deuce Vaughn, but a really electric playmaker and looking to build on the amazing season that he had last year. They had uh, Adrian Martinez who came over. He's been in college football forever, it seems like. Uh, he transferred after four years at Nebraska. And so if he can come in and, and improve the quarterback play at Kansas State, they may rank even higher on this list with a player like Deuce Vaughn um, than number seven in the Big 12 offensively. Number six, TCU. They're going to be a lot better on the offensive end. They have a new head coach in Sonny Dykes who came over from SMU last year. This is an SMU team that averaged 38 points per game. So he's bringing a lot of offensive pedigree to Fort Worth and TCU. And we don't know who the starting quarterback will be. They have a few options um, that can attack defenses in different ways. So we'll see who ends up winning that job for the TCU Horn Frogs. But whoever will be at quarterback will be throwing to Quentin Johnston, who will be one of the best receivers in the Big 12. So with Sonny Dykes at head coach, look for them to be much improved on the offensive end in Fort Worth at TCU. Um, I do think now losing Zachary Evans uh, from North Shore, uh, one of the best running backs in the country. He was on the list with B. John Robinson on uh, the top draft, draft eligible players in the country coming in at number nine, right behind B. John Robinson on that list. He transferred to Ole Miss. So I look for him to uh, have a huge year. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that's going to be a big loss, but they'll still be great offensively or better offensively than they were last year, I should say. Coming in on this list as number five. Oklahoma State. And so they lost um, a lot of players, especially on the defensive end um, and some playmakers on offense, but they do return senior Spencer Sanders at quarterback. And so last year he had 2,839 passing yards, 668 rushing yards. So he's definitely a dual threat, one of the more experienced quarterbacks in college football and especially in the Big 12. Um, and, you know, Mike Gundy, who has a great pedigree as an offensive coach, they will be good offensively. Um, so, I, I, you know, having them in, in the middle of the pack in, in the Big 12 is, is probably about right. Um, but this is still an Oklahoma State team with, with, with an experienced senior at quarterback, a dual threat quarterback like Spencer Sanders, who can go out there and beat anybody. So I, I think they're ranked appropriately at number five. Coming in at number four, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Now, this is probably a surprise, um, you know, due to their lack of success last year, but they brought in. Uh, a new offensive coach, offensive coordinator, Zach Kitley. His offense, get this, 
averaged 44 points a game last year at Western Kentucky. So look for the Texas Tech Red Raiders to be much improved on the offensive end. Uh, Tyler Shaw is fully healthy coming into the season. He's a perfect fit in the air raid offense that Zach Kittley brings over from Western Kentucky. Once again, an average 44 points a game last year. So um, this was kind of the surprise of the list. But, but Texas Tech, they can be very explosive offensively if everything goes to plan. Baylor comes in at number three on the list. Baylor, the reigning Big 12 champions. Now, they lost some players to the NFL draft. They're two leading rushers and Tristan Ebner and Abram Smith and then wide receiver Tristan Thornton to the NFL draft. But they return, they return four starters on their offensive line, probably the best offensive line in the Big 12, and starting quarterback Gary Bohannon, who's experienced. This is a really well-coached team by Dave Aranda. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll be the third best offense in the Big 12, but I get the respect of them winning the conference last year, and they still have a lot of talent. So um, coming in at number three on the list is the Baylor Bears. It'll be interesting to see how much of a step forward Gary Bohannon takes next season. I, I think that um, that's going to go a long way into determining the success of the Baylor Bears in 2022. Number two on this list. So now I got to create some suspense, actually. So number two on this list, there's two teams left, Oklahoma, in Texas. So who was ranked as the number one offense coming into the season? Because when I tell you number two, you'll know number one. Number two, you know, a little drum roll. Offense coming into the season is the Oklahoma Sooners. I think they will be really good on offense next year. It starts with Dillian Gabriel, the transfer uh, from UCF. Comes over one of the most experienced quarterbacks in college football. Um, again, you have a uh, receiver and Marvin Mims, who's definitely going to be playing on Sundays, one of the best playmakers in the country. And this offense is going to be led by offensive coordinator Jeff Levy, who coached Dylan Gabriel at UCF, um, has a really strong background as an offensive coach. And, you know, we just know that Oklahoma is going to have a lot of playmakers. They're going to have a lot of talent. You know, people are looking for them to take a step back uh, with Lincoln Riley and, and Caleb Williams departing to Los Angeles, going to USC. But Oklahoma, you know, as much as we hate them as Longhorns fans, uh, this is a team that that rebuilds, you know, or they don't rebuild, they reload, you know. So I think this Oklahoma offense will be really good next year. Dylan Gabriel will give a lot of teams problems, but not as many problems as the number one team on this list, the Texas Longhorns. I don't even have to say a lot. I, we know uh, I've said a lot on the podcast how I feel about Quinn Ewers. It starts with Sark, you know, the offensive mastermind and what he's able to do. And he has so many chess pieces uh, to move around with Quinn Ewers, potentially at quarterback. I, I think he's going to win the starting job. Of course, B. John Robinson, uh, Heisman candidate, players like Roshan uh, Johnson behind him, who I think is going to have a much bigger role in 2022. Jaleel Billingsley at tight end, Jatavian Sanders, however they decide to deploy him. And then, you know, receivers and Xavier Worthy, uh, as explosive as he, he, as he is, Isaiah Nair, Jordan Whittington, so um, definitely the best offense in the Big 12. And if you look at uh, just the playmakers they have, arguably should be one of the best teams, uh, best offenses in the country. So no surprise there. You know, maybe a little bias it is coming from Longhorns Wire, uh, them being the number one offense. But there's plenty of arguments you can make that justify that. And, you know, I don't think this, is the, this will be the only time that Texas tops Oklahoma in some Big 12 rankings this season. March Madness is only a few weeks away. 
And that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, both really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for 10% off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Hungry? Try Built Bar, especially the pups. If you haven't had them yet, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Pups are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. Plus, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite, they're a John favorite, with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Mmm, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. Some more flavors include mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for February, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, They'll make it, it will be delicious, and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com all right longhorn nation so tomorrow your texas longhorns basketball team travels to a hostile environment in west virginia and chris beard talked about this in his media availability um you know it's just a tough place to play the the fans get really rowdy uh, for for their basketball team and their hall of fame coach and bob huggins they're, they're going to shoot the rifle you know sound the rifle off before the game um, and, and it's going to be a tough environment. He talked about it. You know, West Virginia hasn't had uh, a great season. They're last in the Big 12 right now. They've lost five straight games. Um, but, you know, Chris Beard talked about it, that this is a game where you throw out the records. It's a Big 12 team. We know that every team is tough in the Big 12. This has been the best conference in basketball this year. So even a team like West Virginia um, on your best day will give you trouble. And so he said, throw out the record. Uh, we're going to have to play our best for them. Uh, and, and that's really what they're going to have to do. Now, this Texas Longhorns basketball team, they just reached 20 wins on Wednesday night against TCU. 
They're coming off a nine-point win against the Horned Frogs, their first 20-win season for Texas men's basketball since 2015-2016. So an outstanding job by Chris Beard in his first year as the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. And we know he'll only continue to build on that moving forward as he continues to get more of his players into this program. Um, and the biggest key uh, for them lately has been Andrew Jones. He's been in Big 12 conference play, been one of the most efficient and best scorers in the country. And he's had three straight games of 20 plus points for the first time in his career at the 40 acres. And so I look for him to build on those performances in West Virginia uh, tomorrow. He's been the big reason for the success of this basketball team uh, this year going into the Big 12 tourney. And they have three games left, uh, West Virginia uh, tomorrow, Baylor on Monday, which will be the last game in the Irwin Center. And then they close out against Kansas before going to Kansas City for the Big 12 Conference Tournament and then ultimately the NCAA Tournament. And so, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup uh, once again. And the last matchup they were able to on uh, January 1st, they were able to beat uh, West Virginia by double digits in that game. Courtney Ramey, Andrew Jones and Marcus Carr combined to go for 49 points. I think they're going to have to have a similar effort um, in this game. And just a lot of what they did uh, against TCU, they're going to have to fight and, and claw on the boards. I thought that uh, Christian Bishop, I, I really like his game. You know, it's unorthodox and sometimes he's just kind of out there being big, being tall, you know, but he makes things happen. Um, every game when I watch the Longhorns, he just finds a way to make things happen. And so his effort, his intensity and his rebounding um, down low are going to be really key. Um, Timmy Allen, he's going to have to play inside out, but, you know, he's going to have to be a force down low while also, um, you know, providing offense in the mid range and, and, and just being aggressive on the offensive end and getting to the free throw line, which he's done a really good job of in the games where he's been aggressive. And then Marcus Carr, I think uh, the biggest key for him is, is just continuing to be aggressive. I think in the second half when Texas got down 10, um, you know, they, they kind of made an effort for him to be more aggressive going off the bounce. Uh, taking you know defenders off the dribble and, and just forcing uh, the defenders to make a decision. When you got players on the uh, on the wing like Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones, who are such good shooters from three, so efficient from three, you have to make the defense decide: Are they going to go one on one um, off of a ball screen and let Marcus Carr get downhill and and take your chances on him getting to the rim and and making a shot or stopping on a dime and turning around and and you know making that kind of you know ten to fifteen foot jumper, which he's so good at doing, or you know, do you collapse the defense, help off of uh, Courtney Ramey or Andrew Jones and, and risk one of them hitting a three? So uh, I think Marcus Carr is the key and controlling the offense and kind of dictating um, how the defense defends them. And then once again, Andrew Jones is uh, going to have to continue to be hot like he's been. And uh, Courtney Ramey, um, I think he's been aggressive at times, but I, I, I think he's kind of deferred a lot lately. Uh, I'm looking for Courtney Ramey uh, to have a big game. And so that's the keys for the Texas Longhorns, West Virginia. It really all starts and ends with Taz Sherman. He's the second leading scorer in the Big 12 right now, averaging 18 and a half points a game, a future NBA player. Uh, so I think if you can contain him, um, you know, really don't let anybody else get off or, or have a special game. But if you can contain Taz Sherman, don't let him go for anything crazy like 25 or 30. Um, I think Texas should go in there and, and be able to win this game. Um, once again, it's just on the offense, continuing to be aggressive, fighting for rebounds. And then get into the free throw line. We saw them get to the free throw line over 20 times against TCU. That's going to be a key again for West Virginia. And that's really when they're at their best. When they're getting to the free throw line, a whole bunch, not putting too much pressure on themselves and have court situations. And then outside of that, forcing turnovers and winning the turnover battle 
and turning those turnovers into easy buckets, not relying on the half court uh, to get every shot and, and get every point. So I look for Texas uh, to go in there and, and beat West Virginia and get ready for a tough matchup against Baylor in the last game at the Irwin Center on Monday night. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. You can also go to bet online and bet who you think will win the College World Series this year. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a Longhorn fan, and you know that we have the number one baseball team in the country with the best odds. So, you know, go put a little change on, on your Texas Longhorns. Go put a little dollar-dollar bill. Uh, on that team at the 40 acres that's representing the number one team in the country. And I'm here to give you a quick update on those Texas Longhorns. They are 5-0 and early in the baseball season. No surprise there as they finished a three-game series against Rice and a two-game series against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Get this, your Texas Longhorns baseball team has outscored their opponents in these five games 53-7. to Once again, they have outscored teams in these five games, 53 to seven. So they are looking, they're validating that number one ranking. They're looking like the best team in the country, looking like they're going to hoist that trophy this summer. And now they're going to set off to face, they're setting up to face off against Alabama uh, starting today, today, uh, tomorrow and Sunday. They have a three game series in Austin, Texas against the Alabama Crimson Tide. So make sure you go support your Texas Longhorns baseball team as they're doing big things, huge things, colossal things for the Texas Longhorns athletics programs at the 40 acres. And so I told you they're outscoring opponents 53 to 7 so far. A big reason for that is players like Silas Ardoin, who has five extra base hits on his eight hits. Five of them are extra base hits, four doubles, uh, one home run, nine RBIs so far already in five games. He's been killing it. He's slashing right now 500. That's his batting average. 609 is his on-base percentage, so that's going to combine walks and hits for my people that just aren't super versed in baseball. Um, and then he's slugging 938. I'm not going to get into what slugging is, but that's really, really, really good. <laughs> They'll probably be out here, here all day trying to explain uh, what slugging percentage is. So he's been one of their best players. And then, of course, uh, Ivan Melendez. I said I wasn't going to say his name anymore, but, you know, we got different listeners every day, so I got to set it up. Ivan Melendez the Hispanic Titanic, the best nickname in college baseball, might be the best nickname in college sports right now, bar none. The Hispanic Titanic, two home runs, both came in one game, leading the team right now, and 10 RBIs. So he's killing it, doing his part. Once again, a big reason uh, why they've outscored teams 53-7 to seven so far, averaging over 10 runs a game, um, just looking dominant on the offensive end. And then, of course, we have to talk about the three-headed monster on that pitching staff with Pete Hansen, Tristan Stevens, and Tanner Witt. So they've combined so far to only give up one earned run and 17 innings pitched. Once again, that three-headed monster has given up one earned run 
in 17 innings pitched with 16 strikeouts between the three of those pitchers, led by eight strikeouts by preseason Big 12 pitcher of the year, Pete Hansen. Just nasty stuff. And the entire pitching staff, including everybody, you know, they've been dominant. Like I said, only giving up seven runs in five games. They have a .60 ERA, and opponents are hitting 144 against your Texas Longhorns baseball team. So I look for them uh, to continue their hot streak, hopefully go 3-0 against Alabama the next three games. Uh, once again, if you're in Austin uh, and, and the weather <laughs> is right, I know it's been a little cold, make sure you go out and support your Texas Longhorns baseball team, Longhorn Nation. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for tapping in with Locked On Longhorns. Make sure you go to the YouTube page and subscribe, Locked On Longhorns, and rate us, like us, review us, give us five stars, anything less than that. I have to believe you're not listening hard enough, or you may be a Sooner fan, a Red Raider fan, a Texas A&M fan, or anything of that such. Have a great weekend, Longhorn Nation. Peace.